Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Social Change Podcast. I'm Stuart Blake, and today we have Dr. Teresa Early with us. And she sat down with us to talk about a few things, including human rights, as it's Human Rights Month. Uh, she talked about the situation currently on our border and a few other things that were important to her. So sit back, relax, enjoy this episode. And as always, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. interested in the the border between the U.S. and Mexico. Um, and, you know, we see in the news every day there's, you know, something new with how, um, how the U.S. is interacting with people who are um, trying to come to the U.S., right. um, seeking asylum um, or, you know, seeking to, to immigrate. And um, over the past couple years, um, there's been a lot of concern among people in general, but you know, in the social work community, about like what's happening to kids and to adults, to families um, in in that situation. Human rights perspective is is based in um, the United Nations um, Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Mm -hmm. So this is something that um, was passed very early after the United Nations was established after the Second World War, after the end of the Second World War. Um, the United States was um, instrumental in helping to draft the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and has signed the declaration and also ratified it. Um, that's kind of the process with United Nations um, policies uh, is that countries, you know, will sign on to them, will sign on to the declarations, and then countries have a process that they use to, to ratify. So the United States has done this with, you know, with the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, um, you know, back in the early 50s. And um, the, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights it talks about human rights um, in certain categories. So it covers political rights and civil rights, and those are the rights that the United States is most interested in. It also covers social rights, economic rights, cultural rights, and collective rights. From there, I asked Dr. Early what social workers can do to get involved with this immigration process. Well, so th there are a number of things that social workers can do, both at a micro level um, with people who are uh, in the in the immigration process or the migration process um, who are seeking asylum. Who, so to seek asylum, um, you actually have to be in the country where you're seeking asylum. So these would be people who are inside the United States. That can be at the border or it can be um, further away from the border. They could be in detention um, because they've you know, been um, intercepted. Social workers, um, can help with um, documenting um, what are what the reasons are that someone is seeking asylum. Um, that's not saying that the social worker speaks for the person, um, but um, if there are attorneys involved, um, attorneys you know can do some speaking for because um, it's a legal process. Um, but also, social workers can figure out how to tell their story. Right. 
um, and you know, and and draw out um, the reasons that someone is seeking asylum. So, you know, I said that has to do with being persecuted. Um, so a lot of times, the people who are seeking asylum are in their countries of origin. They're um, you know being threatened by um, criminal gangs. Um, you know. It, being recruited into the gangs and, you know, and they don't want to be recruited and, um, you know, family members are being killed and, um, you know, there's a great deal of violence um, that, that's going on. So particularly what's happening right now um, at the southern border is um, there, there always are, of, of course, people from Mexico um, wanting to, to immigrate. Um, and that's, you know, there's a long, long, long history right. of, um, you know, people moving back and forth across the border mm -hmm. between Mexico and the U.S. and the border moving. Dr. Early then went on to talk about some of the misconceptions and asks of why people actually cross borders. And this is what she said. Thinking about, you know, this is, these are people who um, are, you know, why are they coming here? They, they're looking for, you know, a better life, yes. Um, they're looking for, you know, um, more opportunities. They're looking for better education. In some cases, they're looking for, you know, education period for their children. And uh, some people are, um, you know, they already have relatives here. Um, and so they're coming to, you know, get back together with um, the rest of their family or get back together with, you know, people who left their country um, years ago. What we've seen in, in research with, um, people who are, you know, seeking asylum is that many, many, many of them, um, you know, have been, um, you know, subjected to violence um, and a climate of violence and um, they're, you know, suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder um, and anxiety disorders um, and depression. Um, and so it's one of the things that social workers can do is identify that, identify, you know, what these, um, you know, mental health conditions are that someone um, is exhibiting, um, you know, based on uh, an interview that, that we would do with the people um, so that, you know, you can uh, help someone become accustomed to, you know, answering the questions about, you know, why, why are you coming here, mm -hmm. you know. In a, in a way that um, brings out um, the, the credible fear. So, you know, it's an opportunity that social workers can, um, can be involved um, as, as volunteers. I think also um, that there are, you know, more macro ways that we can be involved. Um, so there was a recent, actually in July, I think, um, article in the Social Work Journal, which is NASW's um, kind of flagship journal um, talking about social work as a human rights profession and it's um, it's really developing the idea um, of social work as a human rights profession um, you know it's that's consistent with um, many aspects of the NASW code of ethics um, but the NASW Code of Ethics doesn't actually mention human rights, um, but it, you know, so this article is like, you know, drawing these parallels right. um, between the Code of Ethics and 
and human rights. The International Association of, of Social Workers um, does include human rights in, in its um, code of ethics. Um, so it's like, you know, so it's, I think it's important that um, social workers like, you know, work to, you know, get this, um, you know, this perspective um, reflected more in our own, you know, our own um, policies. Um, because um, if you can look at, you know, look at the issues that um, we're working with, the populations we're working with, in terms of the rights that they have, um, and, you know, like, approach working with them from that perspective that, you know, they have rights that um, are uh, being violated by the society that, that we live in and the economic conditions that we live in, um, then that really, um, I think, moves social work more toward an advocacy perspective. Um, and, you know, that's uh, one of the things that social work was founded upon was advocacy for rights. But more and more, and actually this has been going on for a long time, um, we're trying to uh, fix problems. And, you know, yeah, there are problems that need to be fixed, but um, we also become the instruments of, um, you know, of, of government and oppression a lot of times. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks to Dr. Early for joining us. And if you haven't already, be sure to check us out on social media at OSUCSW or on the web at csw.osu.edu. Thanks again for joining us. And we'll see you next time on the Social Change Podcast.